0: You're listening to The Mom Inspired Show, episode 140 with Lisa Woodruff. Welcome to The Mom Inspired Show. I'm your host, Amber Sandberg, and this show is created to inspire, encourage, and add a little extra fun to your day. Hey, everyone. I am super excited about this four-part series that we are going to be doing with professional organizer Lisa Woodruff. So if you find yourself feeling a bit lost when it comes to keeping your kids' stuff organized, then this is the perfect series for you. And if you have friends that feel the same way, make sure to share the series with them. So today we're going to be focusing all on the bedrooms. And why we want to start there is just because you will see how it kind of Uh, changes the path of everything else. And one thing that really stands out to me is that she likes to call the kids' bedrooms mini apartments. So I like how she walks us through that, why she calls that a mini apartment, and it's pretty fascinating. So... First, we're going to be talking about why she thinks it's very important to give kids ownership of their bedrooms and making decisions on how keeping it arranged and being responsible for keeping it clean and maintained. And also with that said, that also means that the kids need to be able to say what they want to keep and what they're ready to let go of. So. If you're one of the moms that are just sitting there thinking, okay, so I'm trying to figure out what to do with keeping these kids busy. We're going into the summer as this is airing. And not only do you not want the kids to make the house or tornado mess, you want to actually feel productive. Then this is perfect for you to work on the kids' bedrooms with them. And then we'll be talking about toys. And then we're going to be talking about papers. And then we're also going to be talking about clothes. So, it just gives you a little bit of, I don't know, guidance on how to go about that and gives them something to do. And you can feel really good about your summer break. So anyways, I hope you enjoy the series. Feel free to share it. I would love for you to do that. And feel free to comment on social media when I post it. Um, If you found value in this and which episode you love the best, I would love to hear from you. Hey, you guys! So, before we jump into the show today, I wanted to give you a quick update on what's going on with me in regards to my fitness journey and just getting more healthy and all that kind of stuff. So, most of you probably know that I was doing a program called Lean with Amanda Nyberg. So, I introduced her program last year. I had her on the show starting episode 112. I did a four-part series, and if you missed that. And you're interested, go and check that out because she goes over the whole program and it's just amazing to hear her because she's a dietitian, So she really knows what she's talking about. And so people have been asking me, What have I been doing? And, um, you know, how are you um, making progress and all that kind of stuff? So I figured I probably should say this to you guys too um, and give you this opportunity if you have missed it. Um, but Amanda Nybert gave the Mom Inspired Show listeners an exclusive discount. So If you've been on the fence trying to figure out if you should do it or not, you can get $20 off. And she runs two sessions normally a month. So if you missed one, you can grab the next spot for the next session. Um, So all you have to do is enter, go into mominspiredshow.com forward slash lean 20, and it will take you to the discount. Um, Or you just go to the show notes and all the stuff will be in there right at your fingertips. Um, And if you have questions, you guys, feel free to reach out to me because I've had people reach out to me, but I understand that some people may be hesitant to reach out to me. If you follow me on Facebook, um, you can message me at Amber Sandberg. If you follow me on Instagram, my handle is Amber Sandberg. So message me. If you're on my email list, email me. And I would love to help you or answer any questions that you have. It's just been such a great program and it catapulted me to where I am today. And so some of you might be thinking, well, you know, I kind of know what I need to do. I'm just not doing it this program is perfect for you because it gives you the accountability that you need for seven weeks. Now, some of you may be like, I don't even know what I'm doing. And this program is great for you because it's going to teach you a lot of things that you might not be familiar with. And so that is what really did it for me is it gave me new tools that I didn't know, but then I did know some things, but combining that, And then getting back into working out has really been a game changer. So again, if you want to do this program and you want the exclusive discount, make sure to go to mominspiredshow.com forward slash lean 20 and feel free to reach out to me. I would love to help you. Now let's go to the show. Hey, Lisa, thank you so much for coming on the show today. Thank you. I'm so excited to be here. So I like to start off every show with an icebreaker on travel. I am a travel agent, so I just like asking my guests what their favorite vacation spot is is and why, and this can be with or without kids.
1: You know, my favorite vacation spot that I went from the time when I was like 20 to maybe 30 is my parents had a house in Palm Springs and I just loved it there because it was super hot, but there was no humidity. Yes, (laughs) But at night it got cool enough that you could have a fire like I don't know. My kids were babies, and I would fly from Ohio all the way to California by myself. So I felt like wow. a boss, you know, yeah. being able to get there with totally. two kids under two and two um, car seats and everything. I That's just amazing. felt like so grown up, and yeah. I loved it.
0: Yeah, you know, we went to um, Palm Springs when we were newly married, and um, so being we're we're from Michigan, but live in Tennessee. So I understand humidity. Uh, you're in Ohio, correct? Yep. Yeah. So you get it. Um, so that whole concept of it being really hot. But it's not humid. I always describe it as it feels like when you open an oven and all that heat <laughs> rushes out. <laughs> and but it's not humid. And um, and it was really crazy because you have the mountains over there, and then it and it was dark, but yet at nighttime, and it was so hot. It, I mean, it was just so weird. Because so we went in September, so it was still warm in the evening, and okay. um, it's just yeah, it's an interesting. It's heaven. It's interesting. Yeah, I mean, it is. I really, I have like a lot of good feelings about it. But you have to fly into L.A. Um, usually, and then you have to drive, unless you do fly into Palm Springs. So, did you fly into Palm Springs? We so flew that you, into
1: Palm Springs. Yeah, so that makes from it Cincinnati, easier. you have to go through Chicago or through Dallas. Because I did this many times. Yeah. So when it was uh, nice weather, you flew through Chicago. But if it was winter, you oh, always yeah. flew through Dallas. Otherwise, yep. you would get make stuck. It. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Exactly. All right. Well, that's cool. Yeah. Um. I don't think anyone's mentioned Palm Springs. Oh, um. So they haven't
1: been. <laughs> I know.
0: I know. And um. I mean, I've done. Uh, I. I think 135 episodes. I don't even know what episode you will be at this point. So yeah, you're the first one I think to mention Palm Springs. So that's pretty cool. This is why I asked this question because it is very fascinating to see what people say. And um. Yeah. So that brought good memories back up for me. Um. Okay. So let's get started. How about you share about more about yourself and what you're. Her name is where you're from. We just talked about actually you being from Ohio. Um, and uh, did you say you have two kids? Yeah, I'm Lisa Woodruff, yep, and I live in Cincinnati, Ohio. I have two kids a boy that's 19 and a girl that is 17. Mm. And I wanted to ask you too, like, so, um, you know, we brought you on the show to talk about organizing, so we'll do a quick snippet of how you got to where you are today in regards to that.
1: Okay, so. I was a teacher by trade. I taught and then we adopted our kids. And then I was a stay-at-home mom. I did a bunch of direct sales companies. And when I was turning 40, my father passed away a few years prior and I was the executor of his estate. We cleaned out our family home. It was very difficult. And my life was just falling apart at 40. And I was like, what am I going to do for the rest of my life? Like I'd bounced around all these jobs and I needed something that was flexible enough that would keep me home with my kids. I decided I loved everything organizing. And I started my company Organize 365 in 2012. And I was like, I'll just figure out how to make it a business later. I'll just talk about organizing until we can figure out how it's a business. So that's how I started it as a blog in 2012.
0: That's really interesting. Um, I feel like you know, a lot of conversations have been coming up in my circles too, of our parents. Right. And then, Mm -hmm. um, are they decluttering their homes and are mm-hmm. we going to be stuck with that and trying to like help them along now? And, and I mean, we are not talking about that on the, that can be a whole nother podcast. Not right. anything about it. And um, now that you say that, I'm like, Oh, we could learn, we could learn from this because I do feel like that's very valid right now. Um, with just dealing with all that stuff and it's very overwhelming and very personal and, um, And sometimes, you know, a lot of times you don't live in the same state, so then you have to figure out, like, how are you doing all that? Um, So that's really interesting that that's kind of what got you started in this journey. Um, But- Today we're going to talk about organizing kids stuff. And I thought it would be great to do the series with you on organizing, especially when it comes to all the kiddos um, stuff and their bedrooms and toys and papers and all that stuff is because when this airs, it will air in the summertime. And um, you know, I'm hoping all the moms will benefit from it because they're usually home with the kids and, you know, they're trying to find things to do, but and they're also losing their mind because everything's out of place because it's a lot harder to keep your house tidy and organized when all the kids are home versus, you know, if they're in school. So my hope is for not only the moms to have some peace of mind, but it also to create some fun activities that the kids can be a part of. So I thought this is great for you to come on and we're just going to break these down into four series. I'm going to keep them quick because I know, you know, moms don't have as much time when they're not on their normal schedule. And I want to be able to have them listen to these, you know, tidbits and stuff like that to be able to take advantage of it. So, let's start with kids bedrooms and I know you like to refer to them as the kids' mini apartment. So, share with us what you would do when it comes to organizing all the kids' bedrooms.
1: Yeah, you know, one thing I wanted to mention is there is a there is an organizational cycle with kids. You may not have realized it, but once I mention it, you'll notice this is true. You usually spend about a month really deep cleaning out your kids' closets and bedrooms in the summer. And then the week between Christmas and New Year's over winter break, you'll also clean out, you know, kids stuff. And then usually you'll spend a weekend around spring break time. So it's Mm. a month, a week, and a weekend. And so this is airing when you are naturally itching to clean out and get your kids ready for the next year and really reset their clothing and their bedroom and the toys that you have generally in the house related to that child. because. Over that summer, as they move from one grade to the next, they also move developmentally, and there are some things that they never kind of played with last year that you held on to just in case and so you're ready to declutter this is this is the perfect time mm. so often when we talk about organizing kids, I mean even myself as an elementary school teacher, like we compartmentalize kids as if they're not like independent beings mm. we're just like you know like an appendage of us. And they they kind of are. Right. <laughs> but I love this framing of as a child, I thought about my bedroom as a mini apartment. As a matter of fact, I had this whole elaborate game my sister and I played. Our our bikes were our cars and everything. Oh, and we would meet in the kitchen which was the restaurant. So we had apartments and I would rearrange my room all the time because I'm an organizational nut. But once I started professionally organizing, I would organize kids. That's what I did in 2012, 13, 14. And I loved it. I loved it. And what I noticed was the best way to organize kids was to get mom out like, mm, I interesting. Tried mom for a while. And then I was like, you have to leave and we're shutting the door. I was like, bye-bye. <laughs> bye-bye. And, and then that became a thing like, yes, I will organize your child, but you're not allowed in the room. And they're like, well, I'm not sure. I'm like, well, then I'm not coming. And the whole thing is, yes, children are not adults. But they do have their own independent ideas about what they want their room to look like, how they want to function, what they want to be in there. So I want to reframe your child's bedrooms as mini apartments. I want you to think about all the bedrooms you have. Now, can you share an apartment? Of course. So sometimes children share a bedroom. But inside of that shared apartment, you all have your own beds, right? Like you sleep in one bed. So I want us to start thinking about their space as their own independent space. And just that framing Instead of thinking of it as their bedroom, but thinking of it as a mini apartment. Well, if it's in a mini apartment, then an apartment has zones. Like apartment has different functions. So does a child's bedroom. You would not believe your bedroom is for sleeping, maybe reading, and mine is for doing jigsaw puzzles. But your (laughs) kid's bedroom is for sleeping, dressing, getting ready, sometimes eating, doing homework, playing, playing. Like there are so many different zones. And once you have this apartment mentality and you look at all of the functions that happen in a bedroom, especially as you get towards middle school and high school and your kids spend all their time in their bedroom, it really does start to function as a mini apartment. And then when you know that, instead of saying, quote unquote, clean your room, which for you means pick up the clothes, pick up your books and make your bed for your child means do all of those things. Plus. Go through your toys, go through your work supplies. It's like saying to you, organize the house in a weekend when you say to your children, go clean and organize your room because they have in that microcosm everything you have
0: in your entire house. True. Yeah. That makes sense when you say that like, like that. <laughs> mm-hmm. so, so how do you, okay, so like how do you break it down? So, you know, like walk us through, um, since you're not going to be in all of our bedrooms and kicking the moms out, which I'm sure they actually would like that. They're probably like, yeah, okay, go for it. Um, yeah. you know, so we're standing in the rooms, so we're starting with one of the bedrooms. What do you do? Like, how do you start this process? So it's very overwhelming
1: for you and your child. So, first of all, be well rested and well caffeinated when you start this journey with your Good child. Good
0: idea, caffeinated. Yeah. I yes, like
1: that. definitely caffeinated. Mm-hmm. Or wine, if that makes you better. (laughs) Like, whatever makes you a chill mom, be a chill mom to start because you will not be by the end. (laughs) Number two, organization is a learnable skill. Learnable, not innate, which means that if your child's room has never been clean and organized, you're saying to clean and organize it and stand in it is not going to make it clean and organized. You need to teach them the skill, and it is going to take time. It took me 18 months to teach my daughter to clean and organize her room.
0: And how old was she at the time? 12 and 13. Wow. Okay. That's good to know. I mean, because yeah, yeah. And I feel like, cause you, you feel like they should pick that up really yep. fast. So I'm glad that you yep. uh, give us that reference point.
1: And my son took about six months. I mean, No child who is not naturally organized. If you have three kids, one is definitely naturally organized. Mm. The other two are probably not. One's quasi and can pick it up in a couple of weeks. The other one may take more than a year. You need to give your child the grace that you want to have in maintaining your own home. Just because they're younger and they have a smaller space does not mean that it's not overwhelming to them like it is overwhelming to you to organize and clean your entire house. That's also why I want you to think about it as an apartment. It is an appropriate size space for that child. You have a house. They have a bedroom. And so my children have ADHD and learning disabilities. My children never did chores. My, my children never helped me organize and maintain my house, but I did expect the life skill of them learning to organize and maintain their bedroom, which is now extrapolated to my daughter living in the basement and my son living independently at college. It worked, but they never helped me with household chores. So I think you need to know your child. I don't give a prescriptive do A, B, C, D, and we're gonna end up with this result because we're humans. So I think we really need to start with Where are we starting? What is the capacity and capability of your kids? I'm so glad we're doing this in the summer because I did all of my parenting in the summer. My kids have anxiety. School is very Mm. difficult for them. I did not teach them any new skills from September 1st until June 1st. We just survived the school year. Yeah, But June, July, and August, that was mom's time. And Mm. I would pick one or two skills and I would teach that skill that summer. If you're only teaching two life skills per summer max, There's a lot of things you're not teaching. Like, for example, my kids learned to do laundry this summer. They're 17 and 19. Mm. And I say this because one out of every three moms that's listening today is in my shoes. You think you're all alone. You think your kids are the only kids that don't know how to organize their room. You think your kids are the only kids that don't do chores. And I'm telling you, it's one out of three American kids cannot do this. Wow. Yeah. So we just need a, we need a, a perspective shift on what a room is. It's a, a lot of different spaces. We need a perspective shift on what it's like to be a mom and a kid today. It's difficult. Yeah. Very difficult. Okay. So now I'll answer your real
0: question. Yeah. No, I love it though. I Go just ahead. love
1: to frame that stuff because I think if you just come in with like, do ABC and then oh, walk yeah. away and I'm like Mary Poppins, people are like, that's great. <laughs> Don't you like out. That.
0: Bye-bye. <laughs> yes.
1: Yeah. Okay. So here is, here is the the secret sauce. We do these first three things. In any room of your house, every time you're going to organize, they're really quick. Well, once you learn them, they're really quick. The first one is trash. When you go in your kid's mini apartment, you go in any space in your house, you're audibly going to say to yourself, trash, trash, trash. The reason why is because you're going to see something else that's more interesting and you're going to forget why you went in that room or what you're supposed to be doing. But if you are verbally out loud saying trash, 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 your actual audible (laughs) Self is going to go, oh, yeah, that's right. I'm picking up trash. It's a great thing to teach kids. Great thing. So they go in their room with a trash bag. All they're doing is looking for absolutely anything can be trash. We bag it up. We tie it up. We take it out of the room. We're done with that step. Step two is food and dishes you may have an amazingly awesome rule that no food and dishes leave your kitchen. I love you and I revere you. It was not my rule. So in every room of our house, there was always food and dishes. So that's number two, food and dishes, food and dishes, take it back down to the kitchen. Number three is laundry. Now in every other room of the house, like the family room, the garage, the car, wherever, you say laundry, you will see shoes, socks, jackets, book bags, all that ends up where it's supposed to go or in the laundry room. In the bedroom, this is a huge step. So you say laundry, laundry, laundry. This is everything that's on the floor, goes out in the hall for laundry. Everything that's fallen down in the closet, either is dirty or it's hung back up. You take care of all the clothing in this step.
0: Aren't you feeling overwhelmed right now? Yeah. I'm thinking back to how much coffee did I have? <laughs> right, see? Maybe
1: we move to wine now. Uh, I'll never forget. I was organizing and it was like 10 a.m. And this one lady said, I'll be right back. She came back with a beer. She goes, don't judge me. I said, have another. I'm over here doing this. Like, I don't care what it takes. I'm not leaving. I'm organizing this room. I do not care. Um, But you can see that just those three steps is overwhelming, right? We haven't even done anything. Yeah, right. Like you would not walk in that room and then say, okay, you're done. But can't you already tell? Like you're overwhelmed. You're not even in that room. Yeah, right. Those three steps are true in every single space. That's a life skill that when they want to get started, I also, my kids have ADHD. I've learned a lot about ADHD. A lot of people say they can't get started. That is task initiation. It is part of your executive functioning. That's true. You can't get started organizing room. But getting started and task initiation is also continuing along that path until completion. Mm. Trash, switching to dishes, switching to laundry. That's three different times that you switched. And each of those tasks has to be reinitiated. Every time you complete one, you have to renew your energy and say, that's right. right now I'm going to do laundry. Now I'm yes." Gonna. And so if you have a child with ADHD, just getting through those three steps this summer and getting them in that routine, and then you pick up the rest of the room is a win. Mm. So if that's how far you get, it's a win. It's a win. Also, if you have a mother's helper or a babysitter, have them listen to this podcast and have them organize your kids' bedrooms with them. Mm. You don't have to do it. I loved, enough. as a babysitter, organizing my kids mm. that I babysat for. I yeah. organized their whole entire houses because I didn't know I was a professional organizer. So anyway, um, <laughs> those three things. Now, you need to decide for your child are they equipped enough that when you say laundry, that means they go down and they start a load and they move a load and everything moves back? In my kids' cases, no. It literally meant that they took the laundry and they dropped it in the hallway outside of their the room. They didn't even put it in a basket.
0: Oh, just, interesting.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. like, Are you expecting Pinterest perfection from your kids? Because society already is. So can we lower that expectation at home? Can we just relax a little bit? who's going to see it? They piled in the hallway. If they all do at the same time and you have three kids and then they're done organizing their rooms and you go, great, I just make chocolate chip cookies. So if you bring all the laundry down to the laundry room, you can have one. They will bring their laundry down. Right. Yeah. Like we like to be rewarded, right? Yeah. So how can you make it more fun? How can you make it more like, okay, Saturday morning, we all clean and organize our rooms, but we also always get chocolate chip cookies at 11 a.m. Mm. or we go out and we get ice cream today, or we're going to go to the zoo or whatever, but I just need you to bring this thing down first. I always would say to my kids, we're going to do this really fun thing. Can you go do this, please? (laughs) And because they're already excited about the thing, and then they just do that out of the energy of going to the thing versus the drudgery of having to do a task for mom. Yeah,
0: use that leverage. Mm -hmm. So
1: do you want me to keep going
0: and organizing the room? Yeah, so also, right. Okay, so let's let's pretend. Okay, so we do those three, right? And say some people are kind of like, okay, I'm on top of that. What would right. be the next thing that they would need to do?
1: So the next thing is then they need to pick up their floor and everything that's on their dresser and their desk or wherever their spaces are and put it away. And here's the problem with this. Okay, You have not set up their bedrooms to have all those things put away. Mm. They've taken all that stuff in there and they've acquired it or you've added it or whatever. And you're like, put it away. And they, <laughs> there's no place to put it away. And it's constantly changing what they have in there. So at that point... That would be a cleaning a bedroom routine. But because there's not a place for that, that's where we need to stop and do like we would in our own house and assess the situation, declutter, find the right furniture, find containers that match. You need to organize, like you need to figure it out. And I usually teach that almost always the solution is going to be one of those IKEA cube units or they have them at Walmart, they have them at Target, they have them everywhere. Make sure you get the cube units they're 12 or 13 inches big, not the little nine or 11 inch. cubes. Mm -hmm. You have to get the big ones. Otherwise board books, binders, Tonka trucks, hairspray bottles don't fit on them. So you have to get the big cubes. Once you have the cubes, then you say, however many cubes fit in that room, do not get the big four by four unit. Get like a two by four, or you can get a one by five pillar. I liked those in my daughter's room. We had two on each side and one underneath the windows to make a window seat. Oh, yeah. And then you can move them around. Sometimes we had them stacked on top of each other like a bookshelf or next to each other. You want because they're going to move them around. Buy them when they're babies. My son just took it to college. I still have them as adults. And my You're going to keep them forever and they're not expensive. However many cubes they have, that's how many cubes they have. It's like how big their house is. Right. So fill up your cubes with whatever you want. We're going to declutter. We're going to organize. If it doesn't fit on the bookshelves in the cubes, it's got to go into storage. It's got
0: to go somewhere else in the house or it's got to leave. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, well, I wanted to ask you too, What? so what age do you feel like the kids can really start doing this themselves versus you're really making the decisions for them mostly?
1: So the sensitive period for learning to put toys away correctly on cubes is preschool Mm. because I was a preschool teacher and look at any preschool and kindergarten in the United States and they are all set up exactly the same way because we know it works. Every single toy came off of a shelf and it goes off it on the shelf in the exact same space there. You've never seen a toy bin in a school ever toy bins. No, get rid of your toy bins. You need shelving and everything needs to have a place and when there's no more room on the shelves, what teachers do is they store that stuff in a teacher closet. Mm. And seasonally, they rotate all of the toys based on season and based on developmental level of their class at that time or themes. And so you need to start rotating what you have. I don't think you need to get rid of everything.
0: Mm. I just don't think you have to have it all on display all, right. all at the same time. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, So as we get close to ending this episode, mm-hmm. is there anything else within the bedroom that you feel like People either overlook or they just don't know what to do and you feel like it's an easy fix or or something that stands out to you that moms may be struggling with and, and they just don't know, you know, how to fix it.
1: Yeah, I would say, and we'll probably talk about this in the clothing is get sure. rid of the dresser.
0: Oh, that's get an rid interesting of the dresser one.
1: and get a cube unit instead.
0: A cube unit to mm. ha- hold the clothes and and then have a different cube unit um, for the toys? No, you we mean? get all the clothes in the closet. Oh, get all the clothes in the closet. <laughs> yeah, That's what you yeah. mean. Okay. It's
1: pretty easy. Like in my kids and my kids have a tiny, you know, little four foot wide by with one door. Like we have a, the smallest closet you can have. And my kids had it from birth all the way to 19 and they don't have dressers.
0: Okay. Yes. I'm going to go into that more when we talk about the clothing, mm-hmm. uh, but I'm curious as the kids get older and they don't have toys, what are your older kids putting in the cubes? So video games, memorabilia, mm. and they get a desk. Oh, okay. Gotcha. And so so I see how that unit, transitions. Especially if it
1: can go up like as yes. a bookshelf Vertical. versus horizontally. Mm-hmm. Yes.
0: So it, it makes goes room for the desk.
1: makes room for the desk.
0: Okay. So we're going to talk about this. We're going to talk more about this with um, going into clothing because um, I'm curious where you're putting – all the underwear and the socks <laughs> and my, it's in the closet, but we're, we're going to make everybody go to the next episode to, to hear all awesome. of that. Um, okay. So that is one thing that you would say, get rid of that just to create more space and have more storage unit for other stuff. Um, is there anything else before we close that stands out to you with, because um, I'm just thinking to myself is some people are, are pretty organized, but they're still kind of like, okay, but this isn't feeling the way that I want, right? Like they are already kind of on top of laundry. They're on top of the other stuff. Is there something else that you, that stands out that you're like, okay, this is the next thing that you would do to kind of like up level the kid's room?
1: Yeah. So in the kid's room, step one is understanding it's their mini the apartment. Step two is establishing a getting started organizing routine with, which is a trash, pick up the dishes, get going with your laundry. Step three or whatever step we're on now would be yeah putting their toys away. If there's no place to put their toys away, we're going to talk in another episode more about establishing that. And then the last step is they do this independently because it's their apartment. And if it's their apartment and they start taking care of it and cleaning and organizing it every weekend, then they get more autonomy, more autonomy with moving the things in the bedroom around and Mm. in how the bedroom looks. So my kids have both redone their bedrooms five times, which does not mean I bought more furniture, but we repainted or we got a new light fixture or we got another rug or we got more decorations or yeah. different paintings on the wall. And about every two or three years in the summer, when we did a deep clean as they were going, you know, we did it when they went to kindergarten, we did it about fourth grade, seventh grade, 10th grade. And then when they moved out, we would, we would totally redo it for the stage of life
0: they're in because it's their apartment. And they had a lot of say in that. Yeah. No, I really love that. Um, okay. So one last question before we close. What age do you feel like they really should start taking that initiative? I know that you're saying for preschool to put in the, the stuff in the cubbies and stuff like that. But when when should you really be expecting them to kind of take that on and making those decisions um, that's realistic? Somewhere between the ages of seven and 12. And okay, that's just, I mean, Personalities it can be as and all early seven. Mm-hmm.
1: And it can yeah. be as late as 12, but by 12, even if they are delayed, okay. um, I mean, they're, unless they're delayed and they're
0: not at a seven year old level, right? but right. somewhere between seven and 12. Okay. Good to know. All right. So Lisa, we're at the end of this episode and I'm super excited to have you back next week to continue our talk about organizing kids stuff. Um, So you guys make sure you tune in next week and share the series with your friends. Um, Lisa, thank you so much for coming on the show. And I can't wait to talk to you next week about organizing kids clothing. Thank you, Amber. Hey, you guys, have you subscribed to the Mom Inspired Show email list yet? If you want to have discounts sent to your email, and links to the books we discuss on the show, as well as all the guests' information, then you will want to subscribe. That way, every episode will show up in your inbox every Tuesday, and you won't have to go searching for the newest episode. It will be right at your fingertips. So just go to mominspiredshow.com and scroll down and enter your name and email, and you will be all set. See you next week.